0: Hello and welcome once again to the Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program, a podcast for the thinking bicyclist. I am Greg, I am broadcasting live from the city of Boston, Uh, live-ish anyway, half dead really if I'm honest. And with me, as usual, is uh, Matteo from the city of Minneapolis, a land of cold weather and... uh, alliterative combinations of resident and city names
1: Minneapolis Minnesota
0: yes Minneapolis Minnesota home of Matthew
1: and I apparently am a little bit less dead than you are as you're racing cyclocross and I'm not
0: yes that is pretty much the reason (laughs) cyclocross has taken over my entire life in the past month Uh, I'm definitely ready to take a little bit of a mid-season
1: rest already it's like it's only September.
0: I've done I've done eight races. Damn! <laughs> Since August thirty uh, first, we're recording on September 29th. I've got one more um, tomorrow. Uh, the famous, the famous, the original uh, Night Weasels is going to be on Wednesday, September thirtieth. They're Nachtweasel. Yes, they're Nachtweasel, and it is going to be uh, according to. The forecast. Uh it looks like it's going to be quite the bog. So that should be exciting. (laughs) We've been it's been a very dry season. Godspeed, sir. So far. And and there's been essentially no rain for the last oh two, three weeks. Uh so the rain is gonna hit the hill, and I mean I guess on the plus side. You know, it'll suck up a lot of it just because there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dump some soil science terms on you, Matteo.
1: Oh, are we getting scientific about bikes? We're
0: getting, well, we're getting scientific about fields. Let's do it. <laughs> or soils anyway. Mm-hmm. Soils, soils, uh, have a certain ability to absorb water depending upon the soil type and how much of it there is.
1: So, if you imagine like a a certain volume of soil, there's a certain volume of water that it could it can absorb. Right, having
0: to do with what percentage of the you know soil is made up of sand particles, and what percentage is made up of silt particles, and what percentage is made up of clay particles, Hmm. and this is referred to as the field capacity. The field capacity.
1: The field capacity. I would assume that a clay, cl- very clay-heavy soil, has a much lower field capacity.
0: Uh, you would be incorrect, Shazow. Okay. You would be incorrect. However, oh,
1: I understand why. Yes.
0: Can you tell me? Can you, Can you tell us why, Mattia?
1: So at first, I was thinking like, all right, clay is like so firm and hard that water doesn't penetrate it. It doesn't. It doesn't. So you don't think of clay as being spongy in any capacity. Mm-hmm. But. The particles that make up clay are so small that basically between all of them, there's this incredible three-dimensional network of tiny, tiny little gaps, and the water just slowly, slowly, slowly seeps in there, and there are a ton of places where the water is basically holding the clay together with, uh, I don't know, capillary action? Yeah, it's capillary oh, force. It's gotta be capillary action. It's capillary force. pow. <laughs> Technically,
0: it's, uh, 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 oh, shoot, I'm I'm forgetting the name of it. <laughs> Uh, surface tension there we go yeah surface tension um d d to the fourth power is how surface tension works Uh, d is the diameter but anyway um uh, so so i i don't really know what the soil uh type is of the venue for this race at Ski Ward. Uh, I uh, so that was just a,
1: a sort of uh, a fairly pointless intro to. It was, well, yes, but, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're educating people here. Yes. We're educating people. Uh, anyway, the point is that probably the proportion, of the, the amount of saturation relative to the field capacity for this site is pretty low right now, I would bet. So mm-hmm. it's going to suck up a lot of that water. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is w- soils that are. Sandy are often considered to be relatively well drained because in addition to uh, holding less soil they also let it uh, sorry holding less water they let it go a little more easily whereas mm-hmm. the clay or silty soils hold onto it and turn into muddy sloppy disgustingness mm-hmm so if it's kind of silty or muddy it's it's that much or sorry or clayy it's gonna be that much grosser
1: see i mud is part of the the cyclocross allure. It I don't really is, I don't enjoy muddy races that much. I what I like is, like it rained a bit yesterday, and there's some mud on the course, but for the most part, things are like, like moist and firm and tacky. Tacky, yeah. Is tacky thought, the like right the term for traction. that? Yeah, that's just that's those are really fun conditions because there's a little bit of mud, and you have to like pick lines, and the the track will change throughout the day. And that's exciting, but it's not just this like. It, it's not just this sort of ridiculous chaos fest where no one's able to ride their bike.
0: <laughs> well, I actually have pretty limited experience with muddy races. I, I did one. I've just generally ended up uh, in conditions that even if they were a little damp, they they were just kind of tacky. Like when I did quad cross uh, back earlier in September. Uh, you know, it was kind of gently misting and everything, but it was—it sort of just ended up being perfect. It was just right. It was—it was a little <laughs> a little tacky. You know, it wasn't dusty, uh, and it was just awesome conditions uh, to ride a cross bike in. You know, so I did do one a number of years ago in Tennessee that was like on—I don't know—on like a farm or something, and that was very weird because it wasn't a like rainy day, but there were like these giant mud holes around the course in various places like on i don't know where they'd driven farm equipment or whatever that there was just a lot of standing water and it had just been churned into this horrible mud and that was crazy because because it was either like there was actually a hole with like tons of water in it and you had to try to ride through it and then there was like goopy mud after it Mm. or you know there is one part that was like this kind of long section of kind of churned up mud with like a tree branch like in the middle of it so it was just about impossible to ride, uh, and then there was mud hole after that, and then after that, there's, you know, you're covered in mud, and, like, the ground isn't muddy, but there's, like, wet leaves, and your tires are filled up with mud, so you're just sliding all over the place. Uh Yeah, it was weird. Weird race. Yeah. Disgusting, too. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of cool, but... Uh, I found it very difficult to slog through that mud. Was it the kind
1: of race, the kind of muddy race where you race it and then you're like, all right, I basically just need to like throw my bike away and buy a new one. It was pretty bad. And that mud, it was
0: not washing off easily. (laughs) Just throw it away. Just throw it away, man. Buy another one. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the dream, really. (laughs) Um, I mean, for consumers, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So... I don't know. I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. Uh going up and down like a ski hill in the mud is is a it, it's it's a daunting proposition. That and that's uh, your
1: that's your plan for tomorrow night. That's my plan for tomorrow. You're gonna be night. Slipping and sliding.
0: I was worried. I didn't have I didn't have the right tires at the last um at the last minute I I was like, "Oh no. I am I'm going to be super doomed if I don't do something about this." And I went to I went to the shop, and I got the the last uh, mud tire in stock. Uh, the last uh, tubeless, as it turned out, mud tire in stock. And I do actually have a tubeless ready wheel set um, that is supposed to go on my road bike. Um, and I mounted. Well, I had to uh, call up my uh, teammate slash neighbor uh, who does tubeless kind of stuff all the time for mountain bikes after after I admitted defeat was trying to mount this thing with a floor pump and he actually had uh, another spare tire of the same type from like a year ago kicking around so we, we ended up mounting up a pair of mud tires for me tubeless uh, so I've joined the revolution and we'll see how that goes but it's it's sure going to beat trying to slog up a mountain like with Clement MXPs <laughs> Yeah, even, or even worse, a Clement MXP in back and some crummy clincher
1: in front because I uh, you've had a hard I, time keeping air in your tires this year. I've
0: had a hard time keeping air in my extremely expensive tires. Eight
1: eight races and how many flat tubulars do you have? Two. Okay, that's still two. Bad. But I had to
0: replace another another tubular because the sidewall was going. It was I bought it used from from the same teammate actually, uh, so you know, for $15 or whatever. So I I guess whatever, but still it was unpleasant. So I've, I've, I've so far purchased two new tubulars, uh, in the last week and a half.
1: Yeah. That's more than you want
0: to have to do. Well, especially the Clements, which are quite pricey. Those,
1: those are, yeah, those are, they, they, you gotta spend you gotta they're spend like on those
0: a little bit the retail price for a Clement tubular is something like $130 <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad
1: it's pretty bad it's pretty bad
0: you can buy entire wheels for cheaper than that
1: i've done that yeah i've bought i bought wheel sets for cheaper than that
0: oh yeah i mean they're they're wonderful but well the problem is is so i i guess as long as we're on this topic i i raced uh the first one was actually at a local race, the, the flat that I got on the, on, again, it was uh, I, I had bought a pair of these tires used and I flatted the one on a Saturday uh, and that made me sad. And then I uh, purchased a, a new one and glued it up uh, overnight and raced it the next day on Sunday. But that was when I discovered that the back tire, that the sidewall was going that, like the, the fibers were basically fraying. Uh, so <laughs> I got another one and got mm. that glued up in time to do the mi- uh, the beginning of Holy Week, do the Midnight Ride of Cycle Cross out in Lancaster Mass, and then to do the big one, um, the Grand Prix of Gloucester in Gloucester. And at Gloucester was where I, I flatted the front tubular that I had just purchased a week before, and that made me extremely mm-hmm. sad.
1: I have uh, I have never flatted a cyclocross tubular.
0: Well, um, come to well, Gloucester man. sometime, and you, we can maybe do something about that. <laughs> it was it was a very common. I uh, it 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 isn't. It's cold comfort, but it certainly flats were a pretty common theme. Yeah, there was a lot of new elements to the course this year on on day one and. Uh, people kind of weren't prepared for it and that's kind of a it's kind of a it's a course with a lot of bumpy stuff on it anyway. Uh and it was just, yeah, a minefield of sharp rocks. And I was uh going around an off camber turn. I was clinging clinging to the group for like ninth or tenth place, so I was riding pretty well. Um you know, fading a little bit, but trying to hang on in the you know, just outside the top ten. And uh I just I felt it happen. I felt the very sharp rock go uh, pff, <laughs> through ah.
1: the tubular
0: because I I I was
1: uh, I was being very bold and I was
0: running my pressure maybe a little low. Uh, you know,
1: no, nah, it would have if if it was a sharp rock, then it's the sharp rock that that did it and not uh, well, not your tire pressure.
0: Uh, I don't know I think tire pressure plays a role because it's not like a pinch flat in the conventional sense but it, it gives the rock like a, sort of a forced like a you know the rim because becomes something that the, the rock can bear against to slice yeah which is kind of what happened there's a, a mm-hmm. nice slice in the tire mm. but I and, and I, I literally said oh no <laughs> out loud is I like, oh no oh no you guys yeah, well, and what I and then I started saying to the tire, I said, "Please seal, please seal, please seal. Mm-hmm. It did not seal no. I, it just it it didn't completely it didn't go insta it wasn't an insta flat. The one I had the week week before was. it was just like pff, gone. And this one took you know, a good hundred yards or something to go fully flat. But then mm-hmm. I still had two turns to negotiate on a flat front tubular before getting to the pit. which uh, <laughs> was quite quite exciting. Uh, As I had learned the previous week, actually, that riding on a flat front tubular is not for the faint of heart. Um,
1: Unpleasant. I have a story about flatting while high on the banking on a track and just having to dive right down. Yeah, into the infield. Yep. Oh, man. I didn't even have time to look because it was sort of like, well, either there's nobody in my way, and that's good. Or there's somebody in my way, and the result is going to be the same. (laughs) Whether or not, whether or not (laughs) I look. Sure. Ugh. Yeah. No good. Yeah. So made
0: it to the pit and, and they put on a a clincher front wheel inflated to about 60 PSI. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that wasn't the problem. You know, the problem was that they use on the neutral wheels are the worst. I had brought my own wheels and people were like, oh, they're neutral wheels. Why bother? And I was like, oh, good point. I'll just rely on the neutral wheels. No, no, no. My wheels are the right size. They're the the width that I want them to be. They're, you know, wide rims. And they still use skinny rims for the neutral wheels, at least, you know, for the, for the candy brake people, which of course are the people who care about rim width. Mm-hmm. And so I had no front brakes, basically. Mm. And <laughs> I, yeah, I, I ended up finding myself and, you know, I decided, okay, well, I was kind of fighting right around. You know, just outside the top ten, trying to hang on there. Um, But (laughs) now, you know, there's no point wasting energy just rolling. You know, because I probably lost, gosh, good 15 spots, like waiting um, until they were like, "Oh, are you in for a wheel change?" And I was like, "Yes." (laughs) Attention to me. Uh, (laughs) Hello. I was very polite and i figured oh, i'll just ride with this group and and then i was coming down to a turn and i went to brake, and i realized i had no front brakes and i was headed right for one of the course barriers um yeah so grabbed grabbed a handful of rear brake and kind of drifted into it sideways and and just probably the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me at a cyclocross race ever uh just the barrier topples over and then unable to do anything i slowly topple over on top. him <laughs> and at that point i was done racing
1: <laughs> yeah i enough. mean it's it would it it's hard to get your head back into a frame of mind where you're gonna push yourself after a series of mishaps you know some things yeah. some things give you piss and vinegar and other things just kind of deflate you
0: yeah, much like my tire.
1: <laughs> Sometimes was, rocks just deflate yeah. you. I was I was already pretty
0: demoralized by my very expensive flat tire, uh that just felt really bad. You know, because it's like I don't know, it's stupid, but it it just made me question you know all of my values and intelligence and ability to do anything with a bicycle. It was like, oh well, I I'm not even smart enough to like ride a tire without flatting it. You know, I don't know, like, it's irrational, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, it was like, I felt really terrible about myself, and, you know, I'd been going for, oh, I just had many feels, because I had a really good ride at the first week of, um, first week, the first race of the, it's, it, Holy Week is actually more than a week, it's like 11 days or something like that, but at, at. At this first race, which is a 2-3-4 race, I had ridden to fourth place, which, you know, I, I feel like is pretty respectable, um, and, and I was up against some pretty pretty real competition, like some legit guys, so I felt good about myself, you know, after that, and I was feeling pretty, I don't know, uh, I, I there was some ego. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was strutting a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the uh, kind of thing where you want you you know you want to get into a role and you want to say like oh, if I improved this much, how much can I improve next time?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was just feeling like boy, I can I can take I can take these people on. I can, you know, I can go to Gloucester and I can do super well. I believe
1: um, the term you're looking for is cock of the walk.
0: I was I felt like I was the cock of the walk. I was feeling extremely confident. Uh, and you know, aside from the tire thing, I I kind of, I, I really. It's not that I forgot that Gloucester is not a course that, that really particularly suits me, but I I sort of downplayed it in my mind <laughs> quite a bit. But the reality is that uh, Gloucester is a cyclocross course for the hard man uh, who is able to tow like a giant dump, tr- dump truck of watts around mm-hmm. with him. It is... It is a course for the very powerful. Uh, There are many, many pedaling sections uh, separated by a few turns uh, and off-cambers and whatnot. And the pedaling sections are heavy. They are not smooth, Um, they are not easy. They have usually only a handful of lines. They're either kind of soft or kind of treacherous or bumpy. And it's it's not a course that's easy to go fast on. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really play well to my strengths, whereas you know, this race that I did well at Midnight Ride is one that it's very fast, but it's also very smooth. Uh, it's mostly grass with a little bit of kind of fine, silty <laughs> sand kind Get of stuff. Get them roadie skills in there. Yeah, you got some roadie skills in there, but it's like it, it, there's one power section, there's some climbing, and there's a lot of turns. But it's not it's not a course where you kind of it's a course that favors the ability to sit on wheels and sprint out of corners as opposed to you know sit on wheels and just die pedaling you know over loose rocky gravelly horribleness mm-hmm. so yeah so anyway the it's a long way of saying that that uh, the race wasn't it was already not going quite as well as I'd hoped even though realistically I should have been completely thrilled Um With just even being in the top twenty, so (laughs) just just given my trajectory, I mean, like you know, I've just come back from from injury and all that. I don't have a lot of base training, you know. Um, I'm I'm doing pretty well for all that. That's awesome. I felt pretty bad about myself. Well, you know, but I did go back the next day. Bounce back. Bounce back. You know, yeah, and, and and I did to a certain extent you know in it, 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 it oh i should say about the first day that you know it, it, it's it's kind of silly to feel that way about it when i was you know if i hadn't flatted i would have been in the top 15 of the race i, I probably would have been like 12th or 13th or something like that i don't know it's so, somewhere in that range because there was only like one and a half laps left the time i flatted
1: I oh are you serious
0: yeah oh, it seemed like two to go mm-hmm. yeah and there was like one and a half laps left um <laughs> and when i crashed it was really right at the end of that lap after getting the wheel but that was the point where it was like even though it was like one more lap i was like no <laughs>
1: uh-uh. that's sort of the that's kind of like the the euro approach of like if you're not racing for the place that you thought you were racing for you're just not racing like it the goal here is not to finish the goal is to get as good as you can and if you've Kind of like, well, yeah. If, if the opportunity to do that has evaporated, then it's like, donezo
0: Yeah, yeah. I was definitely felt I was hurting. I was demoralized. I, you know, my bike was not was malfunctioning. You know, I was, I was very sad at that point. So so anyway, I just kind of, even though my finish, my my non finisher, or, or the fact that I I had lost my spot in, you know, the, just outside the top ten was totally due to. Factors having nothing to do with my legs Um, You know, I just felt really crummy about it, you know, I came back the next day. I I Sucked it up. Uh, It's a smaller field. So I actually had a better start position. I was third row which turns out third row starts are magical Um, I felt so it it was like I could see clear air it was it was amazing (laughs) It's like I've been starting in like the fourth row the fifth row the sixth row the tenth row uh, it's been bad. So it was pretty nice to be that close to the front. So, but you know, I had a, I had a fantastic start. Um, it was like the best start I've had all year and, and rode my way, like on the first like quarter lap or something into, uh, probably like seventh place or something like that. Uh, maybe even well, probably not higher than that, but probably around seventh place or eighth place. Uh, it realized, you know, very quickly that, oh, this is entirely unsustainable, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and had to, for the very first time, I, I've never done this in a cyclocross race before. <laughs> Not that I've done like a million cyclocross races. I haven't done that many. Uh, but uh, I was I was with a group and I had to just let that group go. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, can't hold the, I can't hold this pace. Yeah. And, you know, and then I, I, I bled paces for the rest of the race because I don't have that day over, you know, no base, no day-to-day, uh, day-over-day fitness, really. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I ended up in 20th place. But you know what? Like, if you had told me in, I don't know, August, like, hey, Greg, you're going to go to Gloucester this year and you're going to get 20th place, I would have been like, wow, really? That's pretty great. Yeah. I think that's totally awesome. So, you know, that's, in other words, I mean, I should say it's been a pretty good cross season. I guess the last time we talked about this was uh, right after I did the first race, um, and and was pretty happy with that how that went because I got a a podium spot on that I got second place, mm-hmm. um, and, not too you know, shabby. which was a good yeah it was not too shabby and in uh, you know that was another one on a course that was more favorable to me with uh, kind of a lot of turny stuff and not a lot of like super long drag power sections, um, but yeah and since then it's it's gone it's it's really gone pretty well I've I've got a hole in the l- local races um, so you know not Providence sorry not Gloucester. Uh, basically I've, I've got a whole passel of, uh, top 10 finishes. I've got an 18th cause I had a flat tire, you know, I got another podium. It's gone well. Um, yeah. I, you know, had that just outside the podium against some pretty, pretty tough competition. Um, you know, or, uh, not even a week ago. So the fact that, uh, you know, I didn't, didn't get the result I wanted or, or, or hoped for it, uh, Gloucester is kind of nothing to be ashamed of.
1: But it's still, it's
0: still, it's still, you know, you taste success and and it makes you so hungry, you know,
1: it makes you greedy. Oh, so greedy.
0: Well, it's like, and then, and then it's like, I get mad. I'm like these stupid fast people who are talented have only done like six cross races ever who are winning this race. God.
1: Oh yeah. No naturals are the worst people who people who just seem to like everything they do makes them light years faster.
0: Oh, I know. Oh my God. It's like, oh yeah, they're new to, new to cyclocross. You know, I, I think that the guy who has, has who won both days <laughs> in the cat threes, mm-hmm. he's like this kid at like the, uh, at, at RIT, um, <laughs> who's like an, an engineering student. And I don't know, I guess he's been doing enduro or whatever and he's got like this remotely operated dropper post on his cross bike
1: oh i've seen that on the internet
0: yep (laughs) yep maybe i'll put a link to that i kind of can't take it and it's like everything and i'm like i want to hate him so badly (laughs) you know but it's like first of all like everything i've i've you know, heard so far suggests that he's this nice kid. And second of all, like, for, like realistically, it's not like I was racing against him. Mm-hmm. It's not like I lost to him. Yeah, it's like there's a whole other like there's there's 19 other dudes I have to get faster than <laughs> before I'm racing this guy. You know, it's it's just so irrational and it's so ridiculous and it's so ah, oh, it, it it feels it's I don't know it's so diva I don't know which which like I have no right to to even even be a diva because it's like i'm who who, i'm not a good cross racer it's like i i like to imagine that i am and it's like i've been having decent results in the cat threes at at local races but (laughs) that doesn't make me some kind of hero
1: being competitive makes you feel weird things oh it so
0: does oh my god it
1: gives it It, gives you know strange feelings
0: inside strange feelings inside and it, it, it can make you kind of a little crazy and and like angry and then you're like why am i so mad at like this person yeah you know like like especially when it is like you know i dnf on saturday and i look at the podium I'm like ah, oh, this guy in second place or whatever like he he was in the top five last year he needs to upgrade whatever and it's like really like do you care like why, <laughs> why do you care so much like
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like arguably maybe but like really is he the one who's preventing you from winning I, I found no. that,
1: like, I found that, like, the, the test for me for whether or not, like, my my in-the-moment feeling about my competition is legit or if it's bullshit is, like, do I basically wish that this race were less competitive? Right. And if the answer is yes, then I, I basically just call bullshit on myself. Yeah. You I know? I think that's a good test.
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's not supposed to be easy.
1: <laughs> it is. It is not supposed to be easy,
0: and lo and behold, it's, it is. <clears throat> it turns out everyone bike racing is hard.
1: It's not supposed to be easy, and it is. It is often uh, quite successful at not being easy.
0: Oh man, so successful. So
1: uh, anyway, I'm trying to. I'm trying to
0: get over it. I've got this one more. This this one more race coming up. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I'm trying not to get too excited about this. I, I especially like with so little experience in the mud, I just don't know how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty good usually at turning when it's dry. Um, <laughs> I'm better than most, but in, I don't really know how I am relative to my peers mm-hmm. um, in conditions like this. And especially if we have to, if the if the mud is really thick and requires slogging, that that is a very serious problem for me.
1: That's a guns. very difficult, that's a that's difficult that's very hard
0: yeah if, if it's something that's like go and put out you know 400 watts for two minutes in order to just stay on your bike that's like okay that's not gonna happen
1: yeah or, for, or at least yeah for me for the... me those situations are like okay we're going hard we're all going hard and then 15 minutes later it's like i'm i'm done with this <laughs> i don't think i can really do this anymore so i'm not going right. to
0: right exactly yeah it's and and i definitely had that kind of stuff happening to me on on sunday where it was like oh this is catching up to me i am tired especially with someone i know around here um one of the local guys who he's another one of those guys who's who's a natural um who just doesn't train really oh uh, gross because (laughs) i I know well as a result like he doesn't you know he's not like on the about to like get out of the cat threes or anything um but he can go and do like single speed races and cat three races and do well and have fun and not have to like spend you know <laughs> many hours of his life training
1: yeah <laughs>
0: which is you know it seems it seems nice, it must be nice <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to do that yeah uh race that kind of thing level
1: that whole like it seems nice you know i relate to that because like I've had to work I don't I don't think that I've ever like had bike racing come easy. I've always had to work really hard for every little incremental upgrade, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. So he he comes
1: it's like when I knew I was
0: not having the race I wanted is um I'm riding along and I'm just like ah and this was on probably we did I think I want to say six laps and it was it was probably on the or did we do five laps it doesn't matter it was sort of in the middle portion of the race that I was really losing time I I I did I did a blazing fast first lap and um, then I did you know only a uh, (laughs) moderately fast I did a moderately quick second lap and then I lost like 15 seconds on the next lap which is actually a lot yeah um, and, and then i you know from there i kind of I, I think i pulled back another three seconds on myself but still it was like a ways back from from the first one and you know th- this is what i knew i was in trouble with like two to go that this guy comes by me on a single speed
1: <laughs> i'm just like no what are you
0: doing i'm just trying to kill myself just like no don't don't go by me then it's like no
1: he's gone that's a uh, that's a good sign that you've you put yourself in a situation yeah,
0: I was like, Oh are you kidding me?" And then he ended up finishing behind me anyway. I, I found out after the fact that apparently, apparently, he cracked his envy rim.
1: Oh. So. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm a little bit like because I was like, "Ha ha!" I guess he got what was coming with him to him with a flat tire, you know, just jokingly. <laughs> and then it was like, "Oh, dude, he broke his extremely expensive rim." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs>
1: All right, uh, guess that sucks. Guess he got what's... Uh, uh, no, <laughs> like, no, yeah, I'm not going to wish that on him.
0: That's terrible. Yeah, That's terrible. He still finished the race, apparently. So that's good, I guess. Oh, <laughs> man. So, yeah, <laughs> that's how it's been going. I'm, I'm ready to... It's It's been ruling really my life because I've been going to so many cross races and cross practices and stuff like that. So I'm going to take a, a bit of a break, a couple weeks off of racing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and and then kind of get back to it and, and luckily it's a good time to do it I'm actually doing pretty well In um, the New England best all round rider Competition uh, Early in that series So I might take a swing At some of the races on that And see if I can keep a good standing there Nice um, But luckily they aren't for a couple weeks So yeah
1: that sounds can, like a good time to back off and rest and train a little bit, and
0: attend to the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, if you must.
0: Yeah, I think that I think I need to maybe spend some time with my sweetheart. Oh, that's yeah, I I appreciate <laughs> outside of it. a bike race. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, oh, anyway, this ended up. I I don't know if we were going to talk about this, but it ended up being me talking a lot about my cyclocross stuff, which means maybe we should talk about um, Cross Vegas since that yeah. happened
1: so that that happened first the first world cup long. in north america the first big pro cross race uh international cross race mm-hmm. of the year um i don't you know i don't have a whole ton to say about uh cross vegas except like you know in the women's race katarina nash won it again i think it's like her third time winning it oh really yeah and then ava lechner getting second ava lechner got like second in the world championships couple years ago two or three years ago and she's Yep. she's a mountain I think, biker who I like think two years ago yeah she's a mountain biker who races like a little bit of cross and always busts out you know a couple good races a year and that's cool it would be cooler if she raced cross like all the time
0: yeah it, it would be because she's she's pretty phenomenal i mean she she always goes and you know when she's at races she's Pretty much always a factor mm-hmm. enlivens the race in some way, and she's she's good on the really hard technical courses. Um, you know, like like Hoogerheide uh, uh, or however you say that.
1: Hoogerheide, yeah, the, that's close enough.
0: Where where the championships was two years ago? Uh, where I think is where she got second place. I could be wrong about that, but I believe that's correct. And yeah. Um, so in, in third place
1: too, uh was it. Sonican's everyone's Kant. favorite emo kid.
0: Everyone's favorite emo kid. She's oh. got the haircut. She does have the haircut. She's she got looks the haircut. Great. Yeah, she's got the jeans. Um,
1: <laughs> she's very stylish. She's very actually. stylish. She's so very many stylish. So many of the Europeans are, particularly the European women. I see a lot of like like very very like impeccable short haircuts. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's
0: true. They're they're, uh, right up there with the times. So, uh, it should be
1: <laughs> right up there. Yeah, with Taylor Finney. Bo-
0: Oh boy. Well, I don't know. He doesn't have much competition. He's <laughs> kind of on a whole, he's just on a separate level.
1: There's kind of Taylor Finney. Ugh. And then there are a lot of guys who wear like sandals and compression socks and plaid shorts. Oh God. Right. Is that yeah. where you're going?
0: Yeah. That happens here too, though. I- I'm glad that like, uh, just a sec. I've got to a cap situation to deal with mm-hmm. um what was I saying oh yeah so sonicant who it was you know I was listening to some of the various uh cyclocross related podcasts out there I don't remember uh maybe this was on I don't know cyclocross today or something like that but I, th- I think it was uh uh Bill Shigen of, of CX Hairs pointed out that um you know, she hasn't really started her season yet. This is so early. So, you know, with that in mind, to take the sprint for third place is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So...
1: I was surprised that uh, Katie Compton, who usually starts the season going pretty well, was down in, I think, outside the top 10.
0: She was she was 11th. So there's, there's a couple things to note on that. One was she had a pretty rough offseason. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of well known it wasn't able to do a lot of training uh, i forgot she, about that like, like i completely she wanted forgot to about that. she also was was still getting over a head cold at the time she was actually actively sick mm-hmm. uh, at cross vegas so you know uh fair enough she she actually rode quite well she rode up to the lead group uh, at one point but once they started throwing down on the hills uh it was it was a bit much but but Maybe our final note on the American women should be, okay, three three American women in, no, four in the top ten. Yeah. Which is amazing. Uh, Georgia Gould in fourth. Uh, Crystal Anthony in seventh. Uh, Amanda Miller, tenth. Oh, is that three? No, sorry, Meredith Miller was eighth and Amanda Miller was tenth. Yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Like, how deep, you know, is our kind of American american women in cyclocross that kind of uh, cadre
1: and so you know part of it is uh for both the world cup and the world championships which just happened this past weekend uh the host country can has a bigger roster right right
0: so that's i think not standard practice in the world cups Mm -hmm. but because of the circumstances uh yeah so the the u.s the usa was basically for both the men's and women's elite races allowed essentially an a team and a b team mm-hmm. you know instead of just one team so they they basically got double double sized teams which is pretty sweet. US. yeah that doesn't happen in the world championships um and i actually don't sorry in the road world championships uh and i, I don't think that there's a home field advantage at all okay uh, or or if it is it isn't that you get a nine person squad you'll also i i i I also don't remember i believe that the women's teams are still small for the road world road world championships we should get to that in a subsequent episode because we're running out of time here Mm -hmm. um but we will talk about the road worlds uh i think next week um so yeah i don't know if there's i have a whole lot to add on that we should probably move on to the men because again we're running a little long but man what a fantastic showing by the women I'm, i'm super excited to see crystal anthony up in seventh place um makes me so happy
1: yeah, I mean, she beat riders like Helen Wyman, Carolyn Money. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's coming off a summer Lucy, of doing... Shane Elefebvre, you know, Sophie DeBoer. Amount, but, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, super, super strong right now. Uh, yeah. And she had a fantastic ride at uh, Gloucester this past weekend, too. Uh, managed to get her way onto the podium, uh, third place. Nice. On Sunday, on day two, which was amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh can't uh, the last one to mention of course is um Ellen Noble in 19th. I I I have such high hopes <laughs> for Ellen Noble. I think she's going to be such a world beater in a couple years. Cool. Yeah. She got she got second on day 1 of Gloucester, which is pretty amazing. And that was a grindy course. It was super grindy um day two might have been grindier actually but but nonetheless uh really hard as i was explaining in my own stories it's a hard mm-hmm. course yeah so yeah pretty awesome result uh okay men um <laughs> wow Bernard won uh sven ness was up in second
1: i think the and, story is is michael van torn how it getting third there yes
0: very much so in animating the whole race he doesn't really, yeah
1: he doesn't really have like a ton of results obviously he's he's you know pretty good at bicycle racing
0: well he did he he has been u23 world champion
1: yeah that's okay i guess
0: <laughs> it's not when too was he
1: bad 23 world champ was it last year it
0: was it was uh two years ago two years ago forgot about I that i believe yeah. yeah yeah pretty so he, he's he's definitely got Uh, Mm -hmm. some pedigree there yeah uh lars van der haar fourth kevin powell's fifth and in his best world cup finish ever jeremy powers in sixth. he
1: had he had gotten seventh in it was it it was the opener two years ago
0: oh um oh shoot i'm it's the one in the netherlands maybe the uh I'm, i'm spacing on the name I, I, I hadn't remembered the 7th place because I was thinking he was, was it ninth in Tabor a few years ago? Um, but I'd forgotten about the 7th place until I was very recently reminded that he'd been 7th. And, you know, I think that it seems like, oh, he improved if I won place. That's not that impressive. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't know. Given given the way, he, he was much more kind of tactically limited um, in terms of what he could do. And it, it's worth noting that uh Powers was not racing for sixth. He, he was, was he was racing, racing for fourth for the podium.
1: Yeah, he, well, was... he was like
0: he was really like so he was racing for fourth and that he was in a group. He was in that group. Uh, to clarify, he was in a group with Vanderhaar and Powell's That's a nice and place. They to be. ended up. It's a nice place to be, and they and they just owned him in the sprint. But the, one of the reasons that they owned him in the sprint is he was driving that group because he was trying to chase down Van Tornhout. Uh, who was riding in third and was not that far ahead actually something like six seconds away at one point? I think yeah uh, in, in not getting a whole heck of a lot of help Especially not from Powell's who wasn't going to do anything to ch- chase down his teammate right, right. and horn out uh, but so he was I, I think did the right thing in that he was he was racing for a higher position You know than six he wasn't just riding along in sixth
1: place and I think that's a I think that's a worthwhile approach to take. Oh, absolutely. It's it's like, hey, do I want to get third or do I want to make sure that fifth is sealed up?
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I think that and you yeah, could,
1: gamble for third.
0: Yeah, and 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 he totally could have ridden. You know, he did break that group away, but he could have, after a lap of chasing, been like, eh, maybe this will come back, and maybe it won't. But I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in this group, and you know, we're gonna try to you know i'm not going to do so many pulls and i'm just going to try and save something for the sprint um but that's not what he did you know you know he could have played it more conservatively like that Mm -hmm. and he still might have ended up with the same result is the thing you know he could have played it more conservatively and maybe he would have been able to have a better shot at fourth or fifth but he also could have ended up with the same result and uh you know i mean as he says he's he doesn't have against guys like Vanderhaar and powell's um i'd say that he's definitely the weakest sprinter of those three
1: yeah so you know not much of a surprise to see Vanderhart take that (laughs) as a matter of fact (laughs) who yeah he's got like pretty legitimate sprint chops yeah so but more than that
0: okay so so just to, to close it out for the americans ryan trabone in 12th he had a back row start didn't he he had basically a back row start, and he had just worked his way up to basically, like, the top 10 when um, Tom Mason crashed hard right in front of him. No, not, not Mason. Uh, Powell's crashed in front of him, uh, and he had to come back up from, again, from, like, the 30s in terms of placement. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, Trebon is back. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Uh, so just an awesome ride, and and yeah. So Ryan Trebon is kind of looks like he's going to be in really good shape again this year. And that's I mean, if you care at all about U.S. cyclocross, you should be excited about that. Um, he's
1: had he's been a couple seasons. Yeah, not not quite together.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I think he did decent
0: 2013. Not as not as dominant as he he has been, you know, in the past. Um, but I mean, there's a couple of factors going on there. I mean, he's a little older and, uh, but like you know, he's, Jeremy he's, powers he's kind has of been, been so ascendant, been plagued but... by injury. Y- yes. Well, that was what happened last year is he had a pretty nasty back injury where he mm-hmm. basically couldn't
1: move yeah. for a while. So, which seems unpleasant.
0: It, it seems um, very unpleasant. <sighs> yeah. I wonder if that's partly related to height. I don't know. He he had a crash. it. <laughs> did. Um, so yeah, so, so 12th place in 20th place, Curtis White. Um, that's this quite a thing. <laughs> Curtis White, the future is bright. Future is, yes. Curtis White, the future is bright. Uh, he, he was, tw- uh, second both days at, um, Gloucester to Jeremy Powers. To and fair. so he's not, he's 20 or 19, something like that. Um, so long way up for Curtis White.
1: Now, the thing that I can't help but notice about the, uh, Pro man at Gloucester. What? Wow. Is that uh, it was it was Jeremy Powers versus a trio of Cannondale riders. Mm-hmm. And that used to be the dynamic that Ryan Trebon used to hate and used to pretty pretty loudly complain about, you know? He would kind of go uh-huh. out there and say, There's sort of nothing nothing that I can do when I get out there and I force the selection, and it's me tim johnson jeremy powers and jamie driscoll are all teammates
0: yeah yeah
1: and now he's in the same boat but on the other well, side of the fence on the, other side on the of boat it.
0: and yet and yet they couldn't uh, they couldn't make that happen partly because the cannondale team was flatting out there like it was their job yeah <laughs> so which uh, both both high, both days actually um Stephen Hyde and Ryan Trebrone flatted out of the front group.
1: <laughs> but wait, days. Both days, both of them did? Both days, both of them did that. That's the out-and-out out balls. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was, it was terrible.
0: The announcer was saying, oh, it looks like Hyde's had some kind of a problem. He's off the pace. As he comes rolling by with a front flat, heading into the super scary off-camber, <laughs> like off the pavement, by the way, with a front flat. Um... Having ridden, having ridden that thing, I found it pretty terrifying on fully like perfectly functioning tires. And Hyde goes in there with a the front flat, but um, he's some kind of bike wizard. So overall thoughts: What do you think about? Uh, we should wrap it up. What, do you have any overall thoughts on how Cross Vegas was and was it successful? And are you excited about it? And yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I think as a as the first World Cup in North America, it quitted itself well. Yeah, a week or two ago, we were talking about how it, it was a good choice. For, mm-hmm. for you know, a standout North American event, and I think it, it did what it needed to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot to add to that. You know, was distinctly American, and that's I think that's good. Yeah. You know, I think that. Um, I think it was the right strategy for the World Championships in Louisville to be a very kind of European style course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the right thing for, you know, the first World Cup in the united states to be a very distinctively american style course yeah so yeah well that's been a while of us yakking away so uh we should probably wrap it up and come back next week to talk about uh richmond 2015 that sounds great all right uh so where can they reach you matthew holler the at listeners, me I mean,
1: on the twitter you can find me at underscore matteo and i use my tweeting my tweeting hmm. to talk to you during the day hmm. and so the listeners will notice that they can also find you on twitter that's true i am at grolby
0: g r o l b y
1: did i pronounce that correctly no. <laughs> did you did you pronounce your name correctly
0: i don't know mm.
1: mr grolby yeah, i
0: i blame whiskey you can also get in touch with us at the show please write in to let us know what you think program at gmail.com uh and hey go on itunes um leave us a review say some words you know just uh, uh it helps us out so yeah um and with that uh let's call it a night thanks for listening
1: good night everybody good night